great future. We're talking real money. We talk about real money because it is really critical in your life. You need money. You got to have it. I don't want you to be greedy. There's no point in trying to win the who's going to die richest game because you are not going to win. Sorry, you've already lost. But you need to understand it. You need help doing the things you need to do with it properly. And that's why we encourage you to call us. During the show, when we're live on Saturdays from noon to 2 Pacific Time, 3 to 5 Eastern at 855-935-TALK, T-A-L-K. Or you can call anytime and leave your questions at that same number, 855-935-8255. It's really, really I just got a text really from Jeff who says, quit saying that. That's not true. What? What's not he's, true? He's going to beat. Uh, he's going to beat the dude from Tesla in his words. So, okay. Good Jeff. luck with that one. Tesla, Tesla. I was just looking Jeff, at the. Mark. I think it's Jeff B. It just says Jeff B. on the text. I'm oh, did, sure. oh. Does he have your number now? He has so, everybody's so number. He runs that. Amazon. <laughs> yeah, he has everybody's much. number. He, we work for him at this point. You I was count looking on at that, the, so. the market capitalization of Amazon or of Tesla. It's like six hundred and fifty billion dollars it's approaching a trillion dollars and last year they sold like five hundred thousand cars which sounds like a lot until you consider the fact that volkswagen sold almost 10 million and volkswagen's market capitalization is a bit over 300 billion dollars does tesla's value make sense hmm this is why we don't like buying individual stocks. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Um, by the by, uh, we had a year where I noticed, for example, Volkswagen sales from 2019 to 2020, they were down by like over a million cars. Because wow. it was the, That's it was substantial. Like, it was the COVID year. Sure. People weren't People buying as much less, stuff. They're not buying, mm-hmm. they're not yeah, buying as right. much stuff. So what are they doing with all that money? Well, the good news is people did in, in America apparently save around $1.6 trillion, which, which sounds great, right? You, you didn't spend it. Wow. Because we have a tendency to spend more. And now, uh, where, where's it gone? Where has all that big cash gone? Right into your local bank or credit union, which now have about $18 trillion in deposits. 18 well, with a T. T well, isn't Tom. Come that on. That explains everything. It's no wonder Bank of America doesn't want to help you with your little problem. <laughs> My little thing. Why would they worry about that? Yeah, they've got exactly. the lion's share of $18 trillion sitting in the vaults. And why are we complaining about that? Here's why I complain about it. it by the, I brought this up. you're mad at Bank in, of America. Well, there could be that. I, I had this conversation with my charming wife and daughter, and my wife's like, well, but people have the money to tell them what to do with it. I said, I, I, I can't tell you. what. No, 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 just go on the show and tell them what to do. I don't know to tell you what to do with it. It depends on what your plan is. It, do you need to save it for retirement? Are you trying to buy a house? Are you trying to put a kid through college? But all, right. all money should have a purpose, and Let's most of it, most this. of it, should not be in banks. Most of it should not be there because they're making they're making money off your money. You're not. We're, That's why we're old. Let's just end this. Let's just give it up. <laughs> this Let's is it. Just I'm give the them plug. the answer they want. They just oh, want. Okay. This is the answer everybody wants. Just uh, here. Yeah. What do I do with my money? What do I do with it? I've got 1.6 extra trillions laying around. What do mm-hmm. I do with them? Help Kathy Wood out in her goal to get Tesla ah. to a $3 trillion company. That $1.6 trillion, just go buy Tesla stock. There you go. 
that will push the price no, up a bit. I'm I'm gone now. I'm okay, but let me I'm finish no, the thought. No, me, I'm sorry. The show's over. We answered the, the question. That I know. But okay, mankind. let's assume that you don't want to put it all in stocks because that's right. risky, especially all in one company. Assume for a moment that it is short-term need, that you're, you're, you're saving it and you're going to buy a house, okay? Really you expensive house at, at $1.6 <laughs> You could at well, You've been to Seattle lately. Oh, you sure. could at least, you could at least put it into a high yield saving, which is paying something. You could consider putting it into a short term investment grade bond fund. Don and I have had an argument about whether or not that makes sense. Not but a you could real do something argument. with the, the, but you could do something with the money. If the money isn't for tomorrow or the next day, it should be invested for your, what, how much you're trying to make on it. Versus how much volatility you're willing to accept. That's the stock to bond ratio, but you should be a better steward. $18 trillion sitting around making you nothing is poor stewardship. And by the way, if you're feeling good because you're older and I don't need the money, all you're doing then is costing your heirs, right? Or your charities or whatever it is. You're just not making money for the people that will end up with that money. Yeah. But Bank so of America just- thanks you. They thank you. <laughs> They're going to be not thanking me when I'm done with them. But here's the thing. No, it's just terribly inefficient. It's inefficient use of your money, however you came into it, and you should be better, a better steward of it. That's how I'd put it. I think that's great advice. Thank you. It's a lot of money. I mean, really, that $18 trillion sitting in cash, that is like, that's like, wow. I mean, it's, the, the U.S. stocks are only worth about $50 trillion. So, so it's, wow, you know, that's about a more third. than a third. Wow. Yeah, more than. Yeah, more so. than. That's a lot of cash. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. We'll be back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And we have a lot of people with whom to talk real money at 855-935-TALK, our little phone number here on Talking Real Money. And uh, Vinud, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Oh, well then, Vinud, you dropped. We're going to go to Kathleen next. Hi, Kathleen. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Glad um, to do it. So I give you the backstory? <laughs> sure, give us the backstory. And then we'll go okay, b- so- forward from the backstory. Okay, so 2011, I took my IRA and moved it to a self-directed IRA, opened a corporation, bought my my IRA, invested in my own corporation, bought a house, made good money on the house, uh, followed all the heinous rules involved, and then uh, sold the house with uh, the scenario around COVID. So now I'm sitting with, as you say, money in the bank, uh, a little over $300,000. I converted to a Roth right about the time that I purchased the house, so I paid the taxes to convert to a Roth. Um, so it was a really good deal, but now I'm sitting with money in the bank, and I don't know if I invest that money. Should it be invested in the corporation's name? Should it be invested back through the Roth IRA? No, 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 no. But, but, Kathleen, the Roth, a Roth has to be owned by an individual, thus the I in IRA. The corporate, you were able to, because you had a self-directed IRA, 
and you paid a custodian a lot of money, I bet, you were able to invest in your own company. Right. Right? So you were able to invest in your IRA, in your company, and you have now sold the company, correct? No, I sold the house the company owned. The the money is still in the bank in the company's name. Oh, the money's in the bank in the company's name. Yeah, so the that's company, still okay. But the company would then have to distribute, because right now your IRA owns the company, not the cash. Correct. The company owns the cash. So the company yes, would have to distribute to its shareholders, you, the cash to the IRA to allow you to take the money from the IRA and go buy something else, or the company would have to let you buy its stock individually. Well, but can, this can is, the company just invest in stocks as the company, and then I still stand yes. back as the owner of yes. the company? Yes, sure, okay, absolutely. So yeah. I opened open a brokerage account in the company's name. But, but, I, I got to tell you, Kathleen, you are in a very, very, very complex area right now because yeah. if the company invests in stocks, the company will get taxed on gains. Even though right. this is an individual retirement account? Right. I'm because lost. the company exists outside of the IRA. She just owns the company in her IRA. You yeah, see what that's I'm saying? Confusing to me. That yeah. I talked to said that if it, it was invested in the real estate and since it was not leveraged money, it wasn't yeah. taxable, or the earnings on the real estate wasn't taxable and the earnings on rent weren't taxable because it wasn't leveraged money. But if I go into the stock market, then that earnings would be taxable. Is that what I think? Whoa, 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 whoa. The corporation, is it a C Corp or is it an LLC? LLC. It's an LLC, so it distributes the gains back to the owners. Shareholders. To the shareholders. Okay, then that's why, yes, then the gains are being distributed. Okay, now I get it. As an LLC, even if you own stocks, the gains would be distributed back to the shareholders. If you're the only shareholder and the only shareholder is the IRA, then the IRA would not pay taxes on it. But, oh, my gosh, you have a situation that eludes simple answers and should this is why these self-directed IRAs are so convoluted, because you have to have a CPA giving you ongoing advice and doing the returns on this thing every single year. We thank and you congratulations for the on, on the success. Great, a great deal of research to get this set up. I'm a, I'm a math oh. teacher. I'm out there working on it. You know, wow. It took me a lot of research. Wow, but you really, yeah. you really do. It's not your typical simple Roth IRA where you can go out and buy a couple of mutual funds and they just sit there and grow tax-free. Um, it, it's well, so a little bit more convoluted. I was, I was, yeah, I was thinking, let the money sit in the bank, in the corporations, no distributions, and then let the corporation invest in another house. I'm hoping that the real estate market won't continue to boom like it is now when the foreclosures come in, uh, when they're allowed. If foreclosures are allowed, I think rental properties might drop in value and I might be able to pick one up and just go back into another house and not have it ever... That's yeah. I mean, that's a that's that's a that's a business person seat of the pants call uh, that 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 isn't applicable to the vast majority of people on the planet. But in your case, I would say you're doing something very unique, 
which works for you, which is great. But again, you must always have a CPA involved, I believe. Thanks for the call, Kathleen. 855-935-TALK is our number. Blaze, you're next. Welcome to the show. Hey, Blaze. Hi. Yes, hi. Thanks. Uh, I have a, a quick two-part question. <clears throat> I, um, For the last 10 years or so, I've self-directed all of my investments, and I kind of got spooked a few months ago with what was going on, and so I converted everything to cash, and because I'm spooked, now I'm wondering, should I stop self-investing and look for something more, uh, I don't know, um, advised and yes. um, the second yes. part of the how much question. how much money are we talking how much money Wait, no this how much is too easy Tom. he needs help all right well but let's just but, but how much because a, maybe we can just put million. him in a nice balanced index one how much about a million yeah you need an advisor yeah. i in in that case yeah i wouldn't just go run off and buy a balanced index fund or something you need a registered investment advisor fee only fiduciary is going to give yep. you great advice yep. build the right portfolio and here's the other part of a good advisor they're not going to let you. Well, it, you can always. It's your money. You can always do what you like. But they're going to build the tracks for you, and they're going to try to make sure you stay on them. Let, let me give properly. you an example, Blaze. If you were our client at our firm, and you came to us a few months ago and said, "I want to get totally out of the market. I'm scared," we would have said no. If you had insisted and said yes, you would no longer be our client. That's what you need. You need someone who will hold the line on your money. Tough love. At, at tough love. And if you go to talkingrealmoney.com slash help, we're not saying we're the only ones out there. We've got a list of a bunch of advisors that we think would do an amazing job based on the research we've done on them. We're not recommending them. We don't get kickbacks or anything from them. We've just looked at their ADV and believe that they're 100% fiduciaries, have reasonable fee structures, and probably won't lead you too far astray. Um, and that matter of fact, that page will tell you how to pick a good advisor. And yes, Blaze, you need one. Professional help here is called for. It would be well worth it. That website was what? It's talkingrealmoney.com slash help, H-E-L-P. And the second part of that question is I'm interested in looking for ways to how I can transfer or gift or, um, you know, to my three boys. Uh, again, a good a good investment registered investment advisor, a fee only fiduciary advisor, is going to be able to help you work those things out along the way, including estate planning and and taxes and all of that. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at vestory.com. V e s t o r y dot com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. Give us a call. We'd love to help you out. Here's one of the things people misunderstand about good financial advice. They think an advisor is like a stockbroker, picking stocks, picking mutual funds, timing markets. No, a good financial advisor is not doing any of those things. Those things should be done for the, in other words, the right funds, the right mix, all that. That's the easy part. The hard part is helping yeah. people like Blaze stay on the path because we all, I, I told you about the client who called last week and said, got to sell bonds. 
Nope, that you're, that's not what you're doing today. So a good advisor is exactly that, an advisor who says, think that through. That's not what you want to do. You don't want to bounce out of stocks anytime if your asset allocation is correct, ever. So it's a good point to make, I think, for anyone who thinks, I never want to hire an advisor because they don't do much for me. They should do a, a lot, lot for you. Yeah, it shouldn't be just picking a stock and leaving you alone. The problem is, is that's what we've been brought up with, is the, the product peddler financial advisor. They're not advisors. They're selling you stuff. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. And Matt, you are up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, um, Tom and Don. Uh, my situation is a little bit dire, but um, I'm... My big uh, problem is I only have about, I'm 65, I only have about 103000 in um, my company 401k, which is through principal, um, and then only about, see, uh, through Charles Schwab, about 6300 uh, 6500 in a uh, intelligent portfolio, and unfortunately, the rest in some stocks, um, uh, which individual stocks, and I know that you guys are not real fond of those, but it's they're down, and I don't know if it's a good time to sell those. Um, Wait, you have stocks uh, in this environment that are down? Yeah. What, you got real estate that's yeah. underwater, too? Come on, what the heck, man? <laughs> yeah. Sorry? Yeah. Not possible. Yeah. It doesn't get worse. It does. It could get worse, but it was so far that's as bad as it gets. But I only have I have about eighteen. Uh, only have about twenty four thousand to to my name, basically. Uh, um, well, and six thousand in outside out, outside of the four hundred one k. You said you have one hundred three thousand there. Which is with there, principal. Correct? That's another mistake uh, you made. Uh, yeah, that's nothing you yeah. can do about that, though. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah, unfortunately. And uh, I have about, uh, I guess, about 6000 in savings just in a, in a bank, just cash. And uh, about uh, 18, well, was 18. It's now down to, oh, seven, sixteen. I think, sixteen five in um, stocks like uh, Square. And uh, unfortunately, I listened to Motley Fool. Um, okay, don't which, ever listen to the Motley Fool again. Get that yeah, money yeah, into get that all of that money, every bit of it. If you got a loss, great. You can use it against ordinary income in the future. Get it all out of okay. there. Go to something like the Vanguard Total World Stock Index or VT, VTWAX, something like that. Uh, but base it on your risk tolerance. You may want some bonds to go with it. Go take the risk quiz. Um, but it sounds like right now you're taking far more risk than you would take having a hundred percent of your yeah. money in the Vanguard Total World Stock Index Fund. Two, are you still a participant in this 401? Yes. Is, yeah. is, is principal the only one, the only company offering you investments? Uh, it's only one that where they, they contribute. Um, it's only when there's some matching. I think it's, um, I don't know, 50% uh, matching. I would, I, would love to for, give, I would love to give your employer a little talking to, but uh, you might yeah. want to tell them to call. Tell them to call. Say, Don and Tom yeah. want to help Green. you find a better, a better 401k manager. I'm with Don. Yeah, Clean up the stocks. 
Yeah, that would be one. And sorry for the interruption, here, but we're running out of time. Number two, uh, the 401k, I would be looking at that very carefully to make sure that's invested properly. And then think through, Okay, I'm going to work this many more years. I can save this much. I get this match. Do a little bit of planning right now so that when you get to 70, at least you have an idea of what life can look like after work. I have no idea how much longer you're planning to do that. Right. So you need to kind of sit down and begin the process of of planning. You really need to do that. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. <laughs> The taunting texter just texted me and said, why do you hate banks and credit unions so much? You you have a taunting texter? I do. I know who it is, though, so right. it's so, okay. So it's it's not an anonymous taunting well, we texter. Well, the show has a lot of characters. It has the chairman. Yeah. It has the grape nuts guy. It's got the taunting texter, among other people. So we got a cast of thousands behind this. We do. You know, it's funny. Um, the most, the single most downloaded first day podcast that we've ever done was yesterday's which was it got disastrous more down- it got more downloads oh it <laughs> features my dog it features interruptions it features laughing it features uh, i'm telling you it spiked anyway. so high it, it beat all the other podcasts its first day out um that we've ever done literally makes no sense <laughs> which i couldn't proves, give you a good reason it why. proves now it proves that people love the behind the scenes stuff because I left oh in all, I didn't take out all the. Yeah, mistakes. I know you did. It's one of the few that I actually listened to because I knew it was how I knew how much editing would go into it, and there wasn't that much editing because no. you left a lot of the silliness there. I left there. a lot of it in. I went. I, uh, there, there. I were. I had to do. I got to tell you though, I had to do a lot of processing because sometimes we got really loud because we were laughing. So anyway, there was a lot of laughter. It was fun. Eight five five nine three five. Not fake laughter is the one. No, no, no. There was no fake laughter in that. Tom was literally falling on the floor at at times. (laughs) I think I may have done it. He wasn't drinking either. I was watching. Uh, Yet, Dan, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Dan. It's very quiet. I don't hear the sound of the phone line. Dan. Can you hear me? Dan. Yeah, we hear you, Dan. Wonderful. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Beautiful, sunny day outside in the Seattle area. Indeed. I do have yesterday's downloaded, but I haven't listened to it yet. Save that for later today. Dan is is one of those rare characters who listen to every podcast we've ever done. Thank you, Dan. He's in for a treat. For being a raving fan. This is a raving fan or raving something. I don't know. It's raving one way or the other. (laughs) He's not your raving texture, is he? No, he's not. No, okay, good. The no, taunting not. texter. <laughs> uh, hey, he's kinder uh, than that. Had, yeah, had someone um, turn me on to point me towards Ed Slot as uh, yes someone to consider listening to. And I've listened to some of his uh, webinars yeah. and, and and things and. You know, he's real focused on IRAs. You know, IRAhelp.com is a site, mm-hmm. and it um, seems to be have a passion, the same passion for a lot of years. And they had a couple of things in there that I'd like your read on. Number one, 
talks about taking your traditional IRA and converting it over as much as you can, as fast as you can, into a Roth IRA, doing rollovers or backdoors, depending upon what you have available to you, to get into a zero-tax or tax-free situation for the future. Believing strongly that taxes will go up since we're at the lowest point in taxes in, in history, certainly in, in our lifetimes. Um, and I was going to say, in our, in our not life, history, because yeah, it not, wasn't that long ago we didn't even have an income tax in this country. So that, not yeah. history, but okay. Yes, our lifetime. So Since in World in our, War II, certainly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the other aspect Roth was conversions. the Secure Act mm-hmm. in place that saving or making, uh, making a, a trust a beneficiary of your IRA was a, a bad move now. And better off putting the IRA money into permanent life insurance to be able to then um, have that for your heirs rather than putting it in, into a, a trust. So, like you're, I'm going to answer the second one first because well, we got a lot of people waiting. Number two, uh, I, I'm I'm not a fa- first of all, I take tax policy as it is today. I don't, I don't, and we know Ed's work well because we did some, we did some work with Ed when I was at, uh, at Merriman. We had Ed on some shows and we talked to him. I have a higher degree of respect for Ed. Um, in terms of the Roth conversion, well, okay, stepping back. It's, this is all about taxation, right? Paying the least amount of taxes. I, I'm not a huge yeah. fan of automatically saying I want to convert everything to Roth because you got to pay all that tax today that you may or may not pay down the road. And you already raised the fact that, it's, will I spend it all or will I leave it? I personally have no problem if you leave money to others and they have to pay the tax. That's just my take. If I leave something to my kids and they got to pay tax on it, tough beans. That's how I look at it. But, Dom, what's your opinion? Well, a couple of things. Again, Ed is in the business, as so many are, of doing what we don't like doing, and that is giving absolute answers, absolutist answers. This is the way everybody does it. There are cases and times when you want to convert. There are times when you don't want to convert. And when it comes to cash value permanent life, that is an estate planning tool only for the super, super wealthy and only in the proper circumstances. Again, not absolute. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Again, I am, and I think Tom is too, opposed to absolutist answers to questions. Like in every case, do this. They, people love them, but they're not good answers. They're terrible answers. There's a reason they call it personal finance. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's my rule of thumb on Roth conversions. It's a rule of thumb. It's not an absolute. It's a rule of thumb. If you are a, if you are a great saver, you save a lot. You're going to be putting money away like crazy and and you expect you're going to be in a much higher tax bracket in retirement than you you got to take the money out. You got to take the money out of that and pay the tax. Yeah. But based on sure. current tax rules, none of this playing else. guessing yeah. games. Mm-mm. Then make the conversion. Go to the Roth. Use the Roth. 
if you think you're going to be in a lower tax bracket in the future because you're not a great saver, you know, just get the tax advantage of the deduction today and don't mess with it. And if you're a young person, a high earner today, I would personally split my 401k into pre-tax and post-tax to give you a couple of different buckets to look at when you do retire. The other thing, cash value life. We have to remember something about the life insurance industry. They know that basically it's a zero-sum game, and they stack the odds in their favor. Yes, there may be some tax advantages on for for your beneficiaries by using cash value life for your beneficiaries. But what are you giving up to give them that? In most cases, you'll find you're giving up a lot of money you could be making. And finally, we the software that when we do financial planning for people, the software looks at Roth conversions. And generally, when I look at these things, it turns out to be about a wash. It isn't just a no-brainer. It's not just easy to go ahead and make the conversion, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of like so, most things in life. It's a wash. Oh, and by the way, off. Yeah. by the way, though, this predicting garbage. Now, what, remember the, the 60s and 70s when the top tax rate in the United States was 70? I forget. 70 it was something It ridiculous. was really high. Yeah, right. Would anyone have predicted then that by the, the 90s, that the top tax rate 39, would be, 6. Yeah, but be below 40%. No. Yeah, no way. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So could uh-uh. rates go lower? Sure. Could they go higher? Yep. Sure. We don't know. Yeah, to plan the your your tax planning should revolve around today's tax rules, laws, etc. So, period. 855 Well, never mind. I'm not even going to give you the number cuz we got no, enough time we got to people get through what we've got. Hey, Graham, yep. you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Oh, all of them? Oh, okay. John. John, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Yeah, hi. Hey, I'm Don. Thanks hey. for taking my call. I appreciate it. Uh, talking about tax. Uh, now, I am 65 years old, and I have a large amount of equity in a commercial multifamily real estate project. And uh, I'm wondering what I should do with that as I would like to retire uh, more. And, well, at um, least it's not an office building. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, because <laughs> yeah, people no will always need a place to live, right? Um, right? So I have I have three scenarios, and I'd like to know what your thoughts are. Uh, of course, the first one is to liquidate and pay the government a lot of tax. I, and um, the second one is to, would be to uh, manage it myself or hire someone to manage it while I'm off fishing or swimming or whatever I do in retirement. And the third one is uh, these things called DSTs, Delaware. Statutory I knew you were going to ask we about. We knew that I was knew coming. You, I knew we were going to get Delaware statutory trust Yeah. Okay, we can rule that one out because we're not fans. We're not a fan of number three. That's an easy no-brainer. Put a line through it. All you're doing, uh, all you're just, doing is kicking spin, it down. You're kicking it down yep. the road, and you're spending yep. a lot of money to kick it down the road. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of DST. Right. So that one's a no-brainer. Uh, so then part one or part two is to you. In other words, in your retirement, do you need the the equity in those multifamily units to well, to well, pay yourself well, in retirement? Well, but the, but the equity sits there and produces income, if that's what you're asking. That about, I was, was going to get to that. Right. It, it's okay, handy but to have do you income. Need, 
but I know, but will that cover you or not? Because if it does, yeah. then I and you're happy managing this, then I'd say why sell it today? Yeah, and pay the pay the big hit. Uh, well, okay, th- th- that, okay, wait, back to the big hit just for a moment, just for a little moment here. Because we have been talking about tax policy, et cetera, and tax rates on capital gains still pretty low in today's world. Pretty in low. Terms of, They're really I mean, low. And this is an area where I, and by the way, the great state of Washington may put in a 7% capital gains rate for next year. That's still discussion in the Senate. I mean, so if I was thinking about selling something that and, and current tax rates, yeah, that would be something worth considering because tax is, especially in that arena, are very very low. Right after we said, don't base your decisions on future tax. No, I'm law. not. I'm saying the tax rate is low today. Right, right, I'm right. I'm saying it's low no, today. No, no, I don't and, know what it's going to be and, tomorrow. But, but you are right in that the state of Washington is very likely to start taxing capital gains. Well, they're, they, they want to, but the question will be if the courts support it. I mean, that's a whole other issue. Right. But again, if I was looking at selling something, this would be a time to do it because your capital gains tax and, rate is low. And do not count on real estate. We 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 tend to fall into this habit of thinking real estate will always work. And you said people will always need a place to live. They may, but it just may not be your place. So um, you got to take a lot of other things into consideration. If you're truly retiring, truly retiring, and you don't need the income from the apartments, and you can derive some income from that liquid capital now that you've taken out, even though you've paid a third of it to the government, It'll be a little less than that, actually. 20%. 20, but okay. Yeah, 20 plus 23. Um, yeah, a quarter of it to the government. You're going to have liquidity, which in in retirement yeah. is far, far, far more important than having an asset like an apartment building. 855-935-TALK, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Up next, we have... I Rod. Make sure. Is it right, Rod? Yeah, yeah, Rod, Rod, Rod. Rod, welcome. Thank you. <clears throat> so... My wife and I are selling our house, and we're going to have four seventy-five to five hundred and fifty thousand dollars to deal with that we won't need for six months to a year until we buy another place. And I'm wondering what the best thing is to do with that money. I'm going to tell you to put it in the Vanguard short-term investment grade bond fund. That is V as in Victor, F as in Foxtrot. S as in Sierra, T as in Tango, X as in X-Ray. That is a bond fund that is, I think Don looked it up. The yield is still like one and a half, two yeah, percent more in that area. Yep. You can move the money in. You can move it out as rapidly as you need to. It's going to make it a little more there than it would be in a high-yield savings or anywhere else. <sighs> okay. Yeah. And, and it I agree. Safe? Relatively. Safe well, I mean... I, relatively safe if you want a hundred percent safe then you're looking yeah. at a half of a half of one percent is the best rate you can get with a hundred percent safe and reasonable liquidity that's the best uh you have to take a little risk to get a little more there's not any big money out there to be made with reasonably safe investments you can take a lot of risk get a lot of return potentially but you could also lose a lot of your principal and uh Scott and Tim, we're sorry we can't yeah, get to you. Can't, we're sorry we can't get to you. Please call the number back after the show because you can leave your question there. We'll answer it on a podcast. Tom and Don are talking real money. 
A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. You want to get this whole business straightened out with investing, real investing, and as much tax advantage as possible, you need to come to our next class, which is coming up on April 29th at noon Pacific time. It's called Real Investing, Less Taxing. And the 11 callers we had today, seven of them revolved around taxation and how Mm -hmm. to not pay any more tax than you have to. There's ways to do it. There's ways to put your assets in the proper place. There's things to buy that make more sense. There's right type of mutual funds or exchange-traded funds. We're going to talk about all those things on the 29th in like one hour, hour. half an hour of presentation and Mm -hmm. one hour of of Q&A. So join us. Go to Vestry.com to register it again. It's the 29th at high noon. You're late. <laughs> I didn't know how much time I had. I forgot. Takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.